Welcome to Evan Makovsky's Business Podcast. I am yours truly, Evan Makovsky, and it is my pleasure on this episode to have Chairman and CEO of Ancora LNG, Josh Parker, on the program. Josh, thanks so much for making the time. Yeah, great to be with you, Evan. Why don't you first explain to the audience how Ancora Legal and General came to form? Real estate is a business that's that's really about relationships. Uh, that's particularly true for Ancora and how we work with our anchor institution partners, our tenants, our lenders, investors, trade partners, et cetera. And the conversations really between Ancora and legal in general started over a year ago through relationships and started you know, very general about what we were both interested in and then uh, progressed quite naturally into the formation of a partnership. Ancora was essentially a startup formed in 2019. Legal in general is one of the oldest multinational financial services and asset management firms in the world. Their founding goes back to the early 1800s. But despite sort of those differences in sort of size and uh, length of history, we found really strong alignment in vision, mission, values, the things that are really critical and underlying a partnership. So, you know, when we got down to discussing the real business of working together, we were starting from the right place. You're a real estate veteran in this, in this area with Ancora. Legal in general is a British financial services firm. Why did LNG want to enter the U.S. market and why did they want to do it in the triangle? Sure. So legal in general, again, enormous multinational financial services and asset management firm headquartered in London. In the UK, they've built market leading capabilities in a range of alternative assets. They've got a depth of resources, track record and intellectual property that really aligned well with the things that, that Ancora was attacking in, in the U.S., Legal in general likes to talk about investing society's capital for society's benefit and the, the duration in which they're willing to think about investments aligns really well with the anchor institution space that we're familiar with and the type of technology and life science companies that are attracted to the spaces and places that we can deliver. Put it simply, Ancora and LNG both see an enormous opportunity in the United States Obviously, our deep experience working in the Raleigh-Durham area of North Carolina is uh, one of the markets that we're very interested in continuing to grow in and aligns quite nicely with a lot of the experience that Legal in General has had in places like Oxford and Manchester that are built around economies that are built around strong universities. Josh, explain the strategy of developing real estate near anchor institutions such as universities and hospitals. Does it have to do with attracting talent? Uh, spot on. Uh, you know, talent is the currency for innovation and for economic development. And now more than ever, cities and regions are focused on attracting, retaining, and developing top talent. You know, so much of the, the conversation around innovation and entrepreneurship has gravitated towards the coast in the recent past. And I think there's a great opportunity to rethink our secondary and, and tertiary places. Many of our great American cities have research universities and academic medical centers as their largest employers and economic anchor in the community. We believe that the power of those anchor institutions to drive innovation and develop talent and to create really positive impacts on their surrounding communities is where we can invest to accelerate, leverage, and level up 
and we're really built to uniquely serve that sector. With this partnership and legal in general, managing more than 1.8 trillion in global assets, I gather this makes resources of plenty? <laughs> yeah, so true. So we clearly have a, a very well-resourced partnership to accomplish virtually any project or initiative within this thesis. But capital is a commodity. And so we're fortunate with LNG that they approach it in the way we do, you know, using principles of inclusive capitalism that are really aligned to the mission uh, that we can then align to the mission of our anchor institution partners, deeply committed to research, technology, and discovery, and the, the timescales that it takes to make those investments and harvest those returns. And so the ability to be patient and to let the investment evolve, to continue investing along the path to success, I think are just as important as having the scale of resources. From a day-to-day -day perspective, what does your work currently look like around this partnership and where do you expect it to evolve to? Yeah, well, very practically, I wake up every morning to a bunch of emails from the UK. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it, we have a, a great setup with our, our team and, and uh, overlap with colleagues in London. And then sort of, uh, you know, finishing out the day, sending, sending them folks, uh, sending them stuff across. The foundation that we've got built at Ancora that we're now accelerating with the LNG partnership is allowing us to rapidly grow our team. That's a lot of my focus right now. Jim Collins, that a lot of us point to for successful uh, business theory, talks about getting the right people on the bus and in the right seats. It's so much about what I'm thinking about. And then thinking about to be a, a high growth company that turns into a sustainable company, really looking at the deliberate things that we can do day in, day out, small, small actions taken repeatedly that, that lead to big results. That's what's going to allow us to expand into multiple markets effectively to to serve the needs of our anchor institution partners uh, most effectively. From a distance, Josh, you seem like someone who started in the real estate world, but even before this, if you want to call it partnership, is that is that how you're yeah. you're calling it? Marriage? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So before this marriage, it seemed like you have had an interest in the life sciences space. How did you find an interest in kind of marrying real estate and life sciences? Yeah, I was uh, fortunate after a, a short career in, in theater, and, and certainly my, my drama training helps me when we're going through public approval processes, but <laughs> I, was, I was fortunate to start my career in Durham, North Carolina, working around and with Duke University on redevelopment initiatives in the downtown. And so in, in addition to thinking about how to create interesting and active places, we started thinking about sort of a flywheel effect. How do we grow this over time? And what we realized is that by aligning the type of spaces that we're building to the needs of researchers and smart folks in the life sciences, smart folks in technology, that the initial spaces we build led to greater needs over time as the entrepreneurial folks that, that were in those spaces started to grow and, and uh, seek more opportunities for attracting talent and for building unique spaces that would meet the needs of their growing companies. It's a very interesting space because it's it's capital intensive and it grows over long durations. You know, the, the pathway to get approval in, in science and technology related industries means folks are going to be pretty stable in your buildings for a, a good amount of time. 
And once you've sort of built that environment where the talent is, even if any one of those companies, you know, science uh, or technology doesn't advance, the talent is there that allows for the next company to pick up and, and start scaling. So we, we found that to be incredibly beneficial to the growth of economic development in Durham. And we're seeing that really around the country. And so our, our goal is to continue investing alongside anchor institutions to support the growth of uh, entrepreneurship in science and technology, which we think leads to, to great long-term returns in real estate. So you just answered this last question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How many other markets besides Raleigh-Durham do you plan to do what you're doing with this project in the triangle, as in mimicking it? We've got a, a fairly robust uh, formula that allows us to look at the the type and the quality and quantity of research and innovation that's happening at anchor institutions to look at the economic profiles of, of communities and have a number of places across the, the U.S. that we would invest. And what's important about that is primarily investors are looking at gateway markets, sort of top five, maybe top 10 life science markets. We see a lot of opportunities in secondary, tertiary places as emerging markets that are maybe lacking capital, lacking infrastructure to support the type of science and life science. Can you name one? Can you name a, a, a potential example of one? Yeah, places places that I think are interesting, like Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, Columbus, Ohio, New Haven, Connecticut, places where you have a strong university, you have a strong talent base, and there's a great opportunity to level up off of the back of important engagement from local and state government and those anchor institutions. Josh Parker, Chairman and CEO of Ancora L&G. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Very interesting. Evan, thanks so much. Appreciate you and your listeners, and I hope you have a great afternoon. Okay, thanks a lot to Josh Parker. That's going to do it for Evan Makovsky's business podcast. I am Evan Makovsky, and we'll see you on the next episode.